All right, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Majeshevsky, and today I'm going solo, and I am currently sitting in a hotel room in Seattle on a Friday night at 7.15 in the evening because I am going to the Dr. John Russin's uh, seminar tomorrow and Sunday at Vigor Ground Fitness, so I'm pretty pumped to see a couple people that I actually interviewed on my show, and I knew that I had to get another episode in, and what better way to do it than the moment I checked into my hotel. So, just like always, I have to do some shoutouts to some new top cities in the world. So, number one, all the way in Switzerland, a city called, hopefully I don't screw it up, Lucerne. Anyone from Switzerland, please reach out and let me know if I butchered that. Number two is St. Cloud, Florida. Shout out to everybody in Florida. And number three is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Shout out to everybody in Philly. So, this episode... I am going to talk about exercises that I absolutely hate, hate, and why coaches and people need to stop doing them. And because every time I chat with any of you guys listening, my listeners that are not coaches, um, they always ask for the most simplest things just to, you know get a refresher on it or you know maybe they just don't know any better so i'm gonna make it really simple in the beginning and maybe get into some more technical stuff later so first and foremost stop just stop doing crunches there's no place for them there's no time and here, here's a good example. If you are sitting down right now, lean to the very edge of your chair. Put your elbows on your thighs. Now, look at yourself, evaluate yourself, and would you consider that poor posture? Yeah. Anytime you sit down in a hunched position is poor posture. So what's the difference between you doing that sitting hunched over position to you lying on the floor doing the same thing repetitively over and over and over again, right? That's how I explain it to my clients. If you wanna start getting more technical, you know, go look up a guy named Dr. Stuart McGill that is like the lead researcher on spinal mechanics and loading and biomechanics. Like, he has proven time after time again that crunches not only are the probably the most unfunctional unfunctional in air quotation uh, air, air quotations um, exercise out there but it literally destroys your discs you know he figured out after so many forward flexion of the spine you actually get a bulging and herniated disc so why the hell would you want to keep doing that so going back to my last example of you sitting in a poor posture you know think about how long you sit in a day for the average person you wake up 
you sit down to have your coffee, breakfast, whatever. Then you go sit in a car for maybe 45 minutes to an hour in traffic. And then you go to your desk and sit for eight to 10 hours. Then you drive back home for another hour sitting. Then you go to your dinner table to eat dinner sitting. And then now you're on your couch sitting watching Netflix. And now you wanna go to the gym and just promote that forward flexion posture even more. That's just stupidity. And then if you wanna go look at the research, you know, following Stu's stuff, you know, he took a group of US uh, soldiers where part of their uh, physical examination is um, as many sit-ups in, I think, a minute. So he took two groups. One group did all the sit-up training that they wanted, and the other group just did um, planks and side planks. And the group that did the planks actually outperformed the crunches group. So that speaks volumes when it comes to human performance. Now, another thing is, you know, individuals that are a little bit larger starting their fitness and health journey, you know, them getting on their back and if they have, you know, a gut in front of them, them trying to flex their spine might not be as easy as someone that's a little bit thinner than they are. So what are they going to do? They're going to put their hands on their necks and crank on their necks so they feel like they're going further forward. So now not only are you fucking up your lower back and all the discs there, but now you're cranking on your neck over and over again. Like, there's honestly not a time or place for it. And, you know, we can debate about the minutiae out there of when and where you should do it. And honestly, try to convince me otherwise. I have not seen it happen. Now, moving on. Anything on the fucking BOSU ball. If you have a BOSU ball, you might as well just go burn it or donate it to Joe Blow Trainer down the street because it's a useless piece of equipment. Actually, I take that back. The only good thing out of a BOSU ball is you can kneel on it for exercises. That's about it. Um, When it comes to using the BOSU ball, if you look at the research out there, you start standing on that thing horrible things will happen to your knees. There's a really good article that Eric Cressy wrote probably like eight years ago of a group of, uh, I think it was high-level volleyball players where they brought them into um, a study for single leg strength and stability. And all the girls by the end of the research study had blown out knees. So just don't touch them because the moment you put your eyes on it, your eyes will going to bleed from all the people popping their ACLs and MCLs using that thing. Um, the only, the only thing I would use it for is, um, you know, stability work for the upper body. So if you decide to flip that thing where the blue part is on the ground and you want to do push-ups, sure. But anytime you stand on that thing, bad things are going to happen. So stay away from them. Um, and the third one, that you know a lot of people might be like oh no that's an awesome exercise to get people tired here we go burpees stop fucking doing them most people can't do a proper burpee general population like the person i just described earlier about crunches that sits all day 
most likely doesn't have, have the hip mobility to actually jump back from the burpee position to jump back up. Their hip mobility is going to prevent them from getting their feet flat on the ground when their hands are down and then to jump up. So they're going to do this half-assed leg drag thing and it's going to look super sloppy and disgusting. Um, and then for the most part, not a lot of people have the wrist extension mobility that they need in order to put themselves into um, that position. Like, think about it. You're throwing your entire body weight onto wrists that don't have the mobility to hold it up in the first place. Think about that. In that repetitive nature over and over again, you're going to fuck some shit up. Just don't do it. <sighs> I'm getting on a tangent, but... Uh, like, I have clients that... Not all, not all of them can actually put their wrists into an extension to even do bodyweight push-ups. And I need to get them on push-up bars or using the like a barbell in the rack to elevate them so they can have something to keep their uh, wrist neutral. Now, you know, many of you might be doing CrossFit or, you know, your coach forces you to do burpees or whatever the situation is. You know, I would put people, if I had to do burpees at the edge of a bench and going down on your hands on the edge of the bench going lengthwise so at least you can put your wrist in a neutral position and those people with those tight hips can still get the full range of motion of the movement and not you know be limited with their mobility but on the most part if you can eliminate burpees that would be amazing but all those people listening are like, oh, well, it's such a good way to, you know, increase your heart rate and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but if you go with the principle of it's really easy to make someone tired, but it's very difficult to make someone better. If you are a coach or someone who's really into fitness and health, you should be able to figure out 10 different ways to elevate someone's heart rate that's not going to fuck up their wrists, hips low back or anything or any joint really just think about it and the other thing that I see a lot online in public gyms is kettlebell stuff like yes kettlebells are cool they're a great tool but if you don't really have any formal training or you know you just went on YouTube and you're like oh yeah that makes sense and not practice it the way it should be then you're gonna do a lot more harm than good you know, if you are cleaning kettlebells in a half-kneel position, one, I want to slap you in the face, but two, it's like, how are you supposed to drive up the kettlebells without using, you know, the stabilizers in your shoulders and elbows incorrectly without any kind of hip extension or hip drive? If you look at any swing or clean or snatch, everything comes from the hips, if you're kneeling down in a half kneel or tall kneel, how are you supposed to generate that power to drive those kettlebells up properly? You're gonna do some damage again, you know? And a lot of people who do kettlebell swings, oh God, like everything from squatting to a front raise to doing a half-ass hip hinge with their neck cranked up to the ceiling, like take a second and evaluate yourself. Like there's so many prerequisites you need in order to do a kettlebell swing properly to actually get the benefit of the exercise. 
So all those people in the burpee realm that want their heart rate jacked up, learn how to do a proper kettlebell swing and then pick up a 24 kilo bell and do 20 swings with perfect form, set it down, rest for 30 seconds and do it three to four more times. Your heart rate's gonna go through the roof and you're gonna develop some nice glutes and hamstrings along with it. I'm gonna stop there because I can keep going and I wanna keep these short, but hopefully this kind of opened your eyes for some, uh, some debate, maybe some critical thinking of your programming or what you've been doing in the gym on your own. Um, I'm happy to reach out to anybody who has more questions of where I got all this information from. Feel free to reach out. And again, a lot of you have been listening and adding me on Facebook, which is great. So anyone listening right now, like right after this episode, you know what, I'm gonna put it in the show notes. You can click the show notes link and it'll take me take you to my Facebook page. You can add me as a friend, message me for anything. I'm happy to help, I'm happy to chat. I love to be challenged, I love to create dialogue. And I'm gonna say this at the end of every single episode. Share this podcast with your friends, family, everybody on your social channels to grow this thing as big as possible, to reach as many people as possible, and to most importantly, help them cut through the bullshit, cut through the shit, pun intended. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to enjoy my Friday night with some beer and go to sleep early and learn a bunch of new shit over this this weekend. And that's it. Any questions, feel free to reach out. And that's it for me.